Hello, and thanks for coming along to And We Have an Office Dog, the digital agency podcast where we talk to agency owner directors and learn more about what makes them tick. From the things that make them similar to the things they'd rather have known sooner, where they've had success, and where they've learned some hard lessons. All will be revealed with your host, Chris Simmons, the agency coach, and he'll be talking to a different awesome agency person in each episode, asking them four questions and seeing where the conversation takes us over the next 25 minutes. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, voiceover guy. And on the podcast today, we've got Tom Etherington, the MD of Evolved Search. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Nice, to, nice to see you. We've uh, we've had a, a few instances of rescheduling between the two of us, dogs and babies related. I, I understand yeah. you've, got, you've got a relatively newborn. Yeah, eight weeks old as of now, and just uh, trying to manage the working from home hybrid office yeah. life with the. Uh, with crying in the background and, and not jumping off too many calls. But yeah, it's all uh, all new with our first one. Juggling an agency on its own is hard, uh, but with a kid, hats off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was quite a lot of uh, excitement, obviously, when I told the rest of the agency, but people thought it would be fairly easy because I've got, you know, 50 odd somewhat children that I've got to manage and, and look after. So they didn't see it would be a, too much of a problem with a baby. So. Tell me, first and foremost, give, give, give Evolved Search a plug. What, what is it you do? What do you do really well? What's there? If a potential client's listening, why should they buy from you? Yeah, of course. So we're a performance marketing agency based in Newcastle, really specialist in search. So we're predominantly known for organic and a little bit of PPC. Um, in the past, it's predominantly been content and digital PR. So we sort of rode that wave of the growing digital PR industry, it was what our background was in. Uh, so we've yep. sort of been at the forefront of that with a few other agencies. And then more recently, uh, in the last couple of years, we've added in more complementary services. So CRO, we do some UX work, analytics, and, and sort of bringing that together as, as more of an offering with more to come in the future as well. Awesome. Um, and, and you mentioned you mentioned 50, 50 staff, did you say? Yeah, so we're almost at 60 now. Uh, or very close to that in the next couple of months. Um, I've been there for five years, so since 2017. Originally started as head of SEO, um, having worked at other agencies and then gone through the different roles and ranks and um, was made MD in January 22. Um, so a fairly new role, but you know the last five years since I've been there, the two co-founders, Ian and Dave, have, have pretty much trusted me as as sort of alongside them, not not as much as a founder, but you know, to, to grow the agency and it's drastically different from where it was. So awesome. I think I was employee number fifteen um back wow. then and we've gone through lots of different cycles of growth and you know we're going through another one at the minute as you know we've got ambitions to to grow that even further in the in the next couple of years too. Nice one. So you, so you say you joined uh um you've been there for about five years you say. So how long's the agency been running in in, in total? Yeah, so in total, it's we're just about heading to our ninth year as a business. Um, so still fairly young. We're starting to lose that as a USP that we're a new, fresh agency because there's so many <laughs> cropping up. But you know, we've uh, we've grown really quickly in that in that five year period as well, and, and sort of broken through the the different barriers to agency growth. 
um, and continue to. So it's it's been a lot. It's been a, a long journey, but we're you know we're fairly established now. I'd like to think. Um, but back then, yeah, it was very uh, very difficult and pretty much an unknown agency when when I started there mm. and you know trying to make a name for yourself, especially in search, was was really difficult. Um, so yeah, we're in a much better position now, but it's it's a case that we're not quite done, and you know we've still got big ambitions for for the future as well. Lovely. Um, so so let's talk about this from the perspective of your time in the agency. Um, what do you think has been one of the kind of biggest successes over the the, the years, predominantly with you with you at the helm, I guess? Yeah, um, I think it depends on the the gauge of success, of course, and I've heard, you know, a lot of your um, podcast episodes where oh, so you're different the one founders, <laughs> yeah, ah, must okay. be, <laughs> um, and there's lots of different answers and, you know, like I said, gauges of success. And I think from a, it would be wrong not to acknowledge the sort of external gauge of success in our industry, which would probably be awards, um, you know, controversial topics, some agencies love them some agencies hate them and we're very much in the in the love camp um it's been really beneficial for us you know back before i started evolved won a pretty big award for a like i say an unknown agency um mm. which was best seo campaign for one of our clients and a team of 12 13 people winning that campaign which is usually won by the the 100 plus um you know network agencies it was it was quite big so Going from that point and like you say, in the, the time I've been there, we did set a bit of an objective to at least win one award, uh, another one. So we had two and we thought that was a massive success and it took us two years to do that. And it was required a lot of change with how we did campaigns and, you know, the, the work we were delivering. But now, you know, we've we've won over 20 awards. Um, we're currently the title holders of best large agency, less SEO agency, sorry, in the North, UK and Europe most recently. So for us to win that for an agency in Newcastle that yeah, yeah. really, you know, likes to punch above its weight and it's great recognition for the team because, you know, I never thought there'd be an agency in Newcastle with that title. I wanted to work at the best agencies and thought I'd have to move to, you know, London, Leeds, Manchester when I was starting my career. But, you know, we've done that and like I say, very early in that journey against some some really established and um, big agencies as well so that's a, a great measure of success I think and you know the and team a, the team really deserve that as well and it's a really good draw for potential staff as much as it is for clients when you win awards I guess as well because like you say you know regional um regional city is it's a it's a it's it, to, to have as many accolades as you do that's fantastic but I guess it's helpful to put prevent I guess people from doing what you thought you might have to do and sort of move out of the area uh, to find a role. Absolutely yeah and I think that's you know all the interviews I've done over the years it's all people tend to, to mention you know what do you know about Evolved question number one it's oh, I've just seen you've won that I've seen you've done that campaign and you know it's great from a new business point of view it's got us really far along in terms of mm. where we were with those award wins and you know an inbound perspective but staff yeah most importantly and, and more recently we've started doing more awards that recognize the culture um so we were recently named i think we were 11th on a list of 80 small businesses for best places to work um and then they've got sub lists to that and we were named the best place work for women as well number one on a list of Oh, wow, that's amazing. A lot. That's up to 250 staff of all different sectors, not just, you know, agency and digital. That's all sectors. 
Uh, so number one on that list for best place to, for women, which, you know, all these things really do help, but it's also validation for what you're doing and, and what's been doing, been done internally, because any agency can say we're the best at this, we're the best at that. And, you know, awards and how they're done, um, like I say, can be controversial, but it is a great measure of success against other competitors, other agencies, yeah. and it's done us really well. So, you know, I think that's a, the thing <laughs> that I'm proud of is we've managed to get to this point, but it does also say where do we go next um, yeah. and how do we keep that momentum up? Because, you know, some of the agencies yeah, we've seen absolutely. win these awards in the past, uh, they've gone on to, to really good things. So we're hoping for the same. Yeah, I mean, it's, the momentum is is a is a big piece of that, I, I guess. I, and it, it's when you're at the top, it's you've got to stay there. Or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, definitely. So, so if you were to go, if you were to, if you were able to go back in time ever so slightly, um, and give yourself a piece of advice when it comes to running the agency, this could be like way back in time, or it could be relatively recent. What would you? Mm. What piece of what one piece of advice would you give to? Uh, to yourself um uh what 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 would you what would you listen to yourself i guess as well because mm. quite a lot of people um don't <laughs> yeah yeah it's a it's a good question i mean the going back a little bit uh when it was myself and the other two directors we were sort of in that phase of trying to grow i think i think for me the best advice would be to to stick to what you know um or what you know is best for the business and what you know is right as well because it's quite easy to get sidetracked with what you see other agencies doing or what you hear uh, on the yeah. grapevine and, and we were very guilty of that particularly me that you know I've seen this this agency doing this and we need to, to follow but really a lot of things didn't work out for us you know services or approaches that weren't right for us and right for the team um, and I think you know in terms of knowing what's right as well um, that goes for sticking with clients that you know aren't a good fit you know our biggest step in growing was actually saying no and goodbye to jobs and work we could have done quite easily but they just weren't the right fit and right budget we really had to to stick our neck on the line to say this is the type of work we want and and had we done that sooner you know i think that would have really helped us because we went through a lot of painful painful growth at that uh, early stage yeah i i I've, i've had this conversation more times than I can count, I think, in that it's you need to know when to say no. Um, and mm. it's it's hard when you're a young agency. It's hard when you've got less business experience because everything feels like it's a positive thing when you sign someone up. Um, but, you know, the knock on impact to the team. If a client leaves and then another client leaves, they feel terrible. They may mm-hmm. leave. Uh, there's a cost associated with bringing in a new client. There's a cost associated with bringing in new member staff, especially nowadays. Uh, and saying no sometimes is essentially insurance. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, if you know it's not a good fit, speaking of the client point in particular, before you've even got to sign in a contract, you know, the team that works around you and actually responsible for delivering mm. the campaign are going to see that too. And that affects their you know, motivation, morale to be actually working on that campaign. They have to get on with the client uh, on, you know, weekly calls, monthly meetings, whatever it might be. And those interactions and all of that relationship mm. from the first moment, you know, isn't going to be right. And I think, you know, we've kept clients, like I say, far too long. Um, and I think it goes for staff to, you know, having someone in the team that, you know, isn't the right fit for a role or isn't great for the, the culture. You know, yeah. when you stick to what you know is right, 
and stick to to what you do best. I think those two things should keep you on the right path as much as it feel uncomfortable. You'll certainly evolve. You'll certainly avoid more uncomfortable situations, in my in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I think I think you're right, and it's and and like you say, just with uh, with staff as well as with clients, it's there's there's the little red flags that that you that you spot early days when it's clients or or staff, whether when you're hiring or selling, and um, before they're red flags, I don't know, you call them an amber flag. It's something where you think, mm. is that going to be a future problem? Is that a future Tom issue? <laughs> yeah. Am I going to have to jump in at some point here? And sometimes you can get away with them because, it, okay, it's just a little bit of a, a, a miscommunication or a misunderstanding and everything's fine. But if you don't check it out and don't sense check it, then it can sort of, you know, evolve into <laughs> something which, which, uh, which does cause some pain in the future and 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 any of that pain and any of that friction just over time it just adds up it, it compounds because that's that, that tires people out especially at the top of an agency as well it does yeah and i think you know it is a people business a lot of the time unless mm. you're selling a product or you know build websites uh, and it's sort of a more commoditized product that you sell really you're selling people and and you know we've definitely lost people to other jobs, other agencies, because of you know how they felt working on certain clients. I mean, it was in the minority, but it's still just as a reflection. And I think, most importantly, from a business point of view, if you don't think those clients are going to be a good fit, you've got to think really hard about what value is that bringing to you as a business, because you want yeah. profitable clients, you want clients that are easy to work with, and you're going to benefit from you know the there's countless examples of we've taken a client on knowing they're going to be hard work. I think that's quite a common thing for agencies to acknowledge. And like you say, maybe an amber flag at that point, but really they're not going to be the profitable clients and you're going to be, you know, dealing with their every whim and every request, um, exactly. overwork yeah. and putting too much time in. I mean, my role before this one was operations. Um, so I had a really close eye on our profitability, how we were resourcing clients and, and over resourcing. And, you know, one of these examples, um, that I've got in my mind, that client in particular, we were servicing at probably five to ten times the level we should have been because of their demands and Crikey. took us took us a long time to realize uh, and say, you know, this is enough is enough. But it's easier to continue and it's easier to think these things will get easier over time. But, you know, if you think of the impact it has on your profit, your people uh, and therefore how you perform as an agency, really, you've got to be super careful. But at the minute right now, you know, with the uh, the sort of economic situation it's it's also another time that you'd be guilty of taking on all kinds of business that aren't going to work but really it's just yeah. a, a bit of money up front and then you're going to end up dealing with that further down the line future tom or future agency yeah. person's problem exactly exactly so thinking of problems in a sense what what's one thing that you've that that kind of didn't go to plan in the agency but having it go wrong has kind of taught you something that set you up for the success that you're seeing now yeah i think it, it probably follows on from from my point there about sticking to what you know is best because you know we've tried working in different sectors we've tried growing and trying attracting clients because you know quite early on all we cared about really when it came to new business was getting clients of significant brands, so you know, household names and mm. and really once we've gone through that whole process of of even being listed as an agency that could pitch, we found it was much more difficult. You know, there is a place for working with some household names and brands, but you've also got to understand 
the complexity of their businesses and the size of them and the number of hoops you've got to jump through, especially you know when it comes to SEO, whether it's tech SEO and trying to get changes on their website or digital PR and sign off on just some even yeah. the smallest campaigns. You know, really, I think we learned from that and learned the hard way. Um, so what we've what we've tended to do in the last couple of years, particularly when the the pandemic kicked in, was was lean into what we're best at. You know, our sectors where we've got the biggest clout and the most case studies would be automotive, for example. So, mm -hmm. you know, we've won a lot more of that new business. The team can deliver it easy. We know how to run it profitably and the clients get great results. Whereas at, at yeah. one point we had clients in pretty much all sectors, you know, and, and some are really tough to crack. You know, finance is, is really hard. Um, yeah, for the type of work we do, gambling or eye gaming, you know, these are all really tough sectors. If you haven't got proven experts and proven track record, just trying it is, is not going to work. Um, it's also that your um, your process can't be one size fits all, um, mm. but it can it can be one niche uh, or one sector or one type of client. And you know, if you're looking at um, a, a, a standard operating procedure for doing I don't know tech SEO or on page SEO, and it's a totally different sector, there's different sign off processes, there's different things that that need to be factored in, which often you can't you can't uh, assume for when you're just creating a a, a checklist or a, a process, and, and yeah. again, things like that can creep creep in with this additional layers of friction and problems that 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 cause issues down the line. I guess. Yeah, definitely, it's a good word friction to use in this case because you know in order for campaigns to run smoothly to get the sign off and the buy in from the clients, that's that's everything you need to avoid and. You know, if you look in financial services, uh, how careful they have to be with the types of content they put out and the advice, you know, all you need in that industry is for a digital PR campaign to go wrong. And, you know, you've got lawsuits or you've got some really significant problems on your hands. So it's Absolutely. it's best to it's it's, you know, like you say, processes is one thing, but it's actually all this other context of that industry in particular that that you have to find out quickly. And, you know, like I said, for us, we learned the hard way. I mean, you could invest all that time, you can invest all that into the relationship with big brands and big companies and learn all their internal processes and systems. But unless it's a two, three, four year relationship, that's wasted. You need to be able to apply this time and time yeah. again in the same sectors. Um, and, and often clients like that sort of size have this. Um, and repitching is important because it keeps people on their toes to a certain degree. But repitching every year is wasteful for everyone. So yeah. And sometimes that's just a, a, a natural state, which is quite unfortunate. Definitely. And I think, you know, that's, again, something that's quite easy to to get caught up in the, mm. I guess, the buzz and the hype of winning a brand that everyone knows. And, you know, really, you've got to think about how they'll look at agencies, particularly for us in our industry, SEO agencies. Um, my view anyway is that like you say they're going to get them to repitch there's always another agency doing something slightly different and it's so competitive that you've got to look at the relationships that are going to last and Absolutely. our best campaigns our best relationships you know we've uh, we've got clients that have been with us five six seven years now which i don't hear a lot of in our industry as uh, as being the norm um so we tend to to really hone in on businesses that we think are going to be a long-term partner mm -hmm. and, and you know avoid getting into competitive pitch processes and tenders and you know things where we don't really stand a chance we need to know yeah. we're the best agency for that client and I think like I said it's very easy to get sidetracked with that and 
that led us down lots of different paths of just taking on project work that we'd end up having over service to get the results and you know it, it's a it's a slippery slope once you start thinking outside of you know what's best for us and um, yeah, like absolutely. I say that's probably been the the biggest thing I'd go back and tell myself at least because um, I like I say I was one of the people that got caught up trying all these different things but really you learn from that quickly yeah and, and if you don't learn you don't last mm. Um, definitely is, you know it's a, it's, it's a bit of uh, digital agency darwinism at that point um and <laughs> you know just as just as you said earlier you you know you've seen uh, lots of agencies crop up um there's lots that have sort of disappeared in into the into the ether as well because of not learning their lessons and and part of part of the part of the the the, the secret to, to agency growth it's not really a secret but part of the the thing to agency growth is you it's a it's a hard lesson that you learn every time you make a mistake because there's loads of books about how to run a business but there's very little about the nuance of everything that's ever going to happen it's a bit like a baby book you know there's yeah. thousands of baby books but no baby book is a real manual to your specific baby with specific things that could all happen at different times and uh, and if you don't learn as you go you don't end up with something that that's that's long lasting that's it and i think it's a great point because I've read a lot of both um, agency books and baby books around about the <laughs> same time because they sort of overlapped with when I got promoted and um, we'd announced the baby news. So I, I can certainly say that neither have really helped um, my tiredness level and also stress levels at work <laughs> could uh, could show that. But I think the best thing to do is really absorb you know things like this podcast. I'm constantly looking you know, through LinkedIn, subscribe to a few things that, that really is, I'm trying to learn from other people's mistakes. And as much yeah. as we haven't crossed those bridges yet, you know, yeah. if, if one agency or founder has said it, it it's worth taking, taking into account because it's inevitable. They're all very similar businesses, you know, yeah. they're, they're identical in places. So, so really there is a, there is a steps to avoid, uh, yeah. so to speak. I think with that in mind, um, peer to peer learning is, is quite important and how you how you uh, get that learning is you know, like you say through LinkedIn or other 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 um, methods but you know peer-to-peer -peer learning is 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 quite powerful because you know someone will make a mistake or learn a lesson or find something out that you can shortcut your own lesson making by taking that advice and applying it to your situation you don't have to take every piece of advice um, community <laughs> community is a, is a good thing as well because you know there's a there's a safety net there you know yes there's lots of competition in the industry but there's enough lunch for everyone to eat um yeah so so if you're in a community where it's a bit of a safe space where you can talk to each other and share share things with each other um share pains as well as as, as wins um then then you're going to learn more because you share more and take more from from the community as you put in um what do you think uh, if if someone's listening to this this uh, podcast right now um what one piece of advice would you want to give them if they're thinking of either starting an agency or they're in a position like you were where promotion to a leadership role was a was a, a um on the cards what what piece of advice would you give them hmm. yeah it's um it's probably a few things that that spring to mind but most importantly i think if they're looking to to build an agency that's you know, not just a couple of people and they're, they're doing it for their own lifestyle. If they're looking to grow something with a team, then I think, you know, you've got to trust in your people. Uh, I mentioned this a short while ago that, 
you know it's a people's business unless you're selling a product really people and clients buy into your team regardless of uh, all the things you might say about your unique approach to seo or paid you know really it comes down to those that are working on the campaigns and we've always done that you know from day one when i met um the two co-founders have evolved it was pretty much the first meeting that it clicked because you could see they wanted to put trust in other people and you know that's something yeah. that i've tried to replicate and i wouldn't be in my position um without that sort of trust and our team wouldn't have grown the way it has in our culture you know our culture is all about um true flexibility putting trust in people and empowering them to do a good job because if we were just to micromanage them and and keep them in a small box of just do this do that that's not great for for them and most importantly not great for the business they've grown our business through their progression and through their development um so i think if you're going into this or if you've recently started an agency with the mindset as the director co-founder you're going to do everything that's absolutely the wrong mentality you have you need good people around you you need to invest in their training their development you know it can be expensive to hire externally and, and you can easily make a mistake if someone doesn't you know work out in that first six months or 12 months um so really it's about developing a, a really strong team um and trusting in them to grow the business and it'll get to a certain point where you've got to focus on being on the business not in the business so actually all these different growth problems whether it's finance admin hr um we went through a lot of our hr issues quite early on so we're well equipped now but all those things take you out of the business uh, and really you need the team delivering and they've got to feel like a, a big part of it too so that's what we've done and i think you know our culture is quite unique as much as every agency will say that but <laughs> the progression we've seen in that five years i've been there is people starting in entry-level positions they're now seniors and leading their own teams um our senior leadership teams fairly new and most of them have, have progressed internally as well so really it's it's a case of getting that team early on and, and growing the business with them uh, and people yeah. will stick along for the ride as well if they can buy into it yeah i, th- I think i think you're right and it, it, like you say people by people um and you're not selling a product you're not selling a tangible physical thing which someone can hold in their hand they don't have to understand how a computer works, but they can physically hold it and they can use it and they know what to, what it is. If you're selling a computer, it's a lot easier. If you're selling mm-hmm. a promise to deliver something slightly intangible that they don't understand in the future, but you want the money now, it's the people that, that make that possible. And mm-hmm. if you've got good people who you can trust to work in the business, um, then that, that, that allows you to focus on the business, which, which in turn grows the whole thing. Which is, you know, it's, it's a lovely way of way of running it, and, and you know, very clearly you've made a, a good job of it with the, the, you know, the size and the scale of the agency, especially in the last few years when there's been an, a, a huge spike in in competing business. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think if you remove, you know, all the other factors that determine the success of the agency, um, and this would have been my other answer to. The question about our biggest successes if you remove all those things the, the culture's left and you know you can lose clients you'll win clients some of yeah. it's out of your control like the pandemic or like what we're facing now but really that core team the beliefs and the shared uh, sort of values is is what will last and that'll that's what carries the agency not trying to to make a quick uh, bit of money taking on big clients or you know getting sidetracked with an exciting project it's really what's best for that team and and if you make your decisions from that basis like i say this is a lot of learning to get to this point and we haven't always done that but 
like I say, uh, that's what's going to be left over if, if you removed all those other factors. Completely agree, um, which is a fantastic way to to end the podcast with, with some great, dub, well, double advice in a sense. Um, <laughs> so thanks very much, Tom, for coming on. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, Chris. No problem at all. And in our next podcast, we'll speak to a different agency leader to hear their lessons and find out what uh, they've taken from it. Thanks very much for listening.